Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we go deep inside of you. How do you bring out the amazing champion rock star awesome person that you are inside? How do you bring that out in the world? How do you win at you? How do you overcome the things that seem impossible so that you can be all of you in all that you do. You are so amazing. I don't know if I've told you this enough lately, but you are so incredible, so wonderful, so amazing at what you do. And you need to learn what you have to do in the inner game to really truly rock at you, you know, to, to be the rock star on the stage of your own life. And it starts with the inner game. What are the inner working things that you need to do in order to show up, be the best version of yourself, and then really rock the stage of your own life? How do you do that? How do you really take all of the insecurities that all of us have you know there's just things that we question in our own life and stuff that we have to deal with every day right we move through the world and as we do we find ourselves judging ourselves you know a lot of times the harshest critic in fact almost all the time the harshest critic that we'll ever have in life is that person that stares us back in the mirror. Partially because that person knows us completely. There's nothing hidden from them. Everything that we are, everything that we've ever done is absolutely right there in front of you. If that makes sense. You can see I was kind of searching for the words a little bit. But yes, it's right there. Right in front of you. Being the you that you are. Played out in the mirror in front of yourself. With behind your eyes. The worst judge in your whole life. Telling you all the things that you've done wrong. And so then we walk away from that mirror and we move out into the world. And even though you are powerful, you're amazing, you do so many awesome and incredible things in this world, even though all of that is true, because that inner voice won first thing this morning with that dialogue of yourself in the mirror, we show up less than. We don't win and we don't rock the stage of our life because there are too many questions going through our own head about ourselves that we don't have the answers for. That we have accepted as being the way things are. Today we want to talk about that because you need to rock the stage of your life. You need to be the absolute winner in your life. To be a rock star in your life. As I've said many times before, when it comes to the end of the race of your life, the only person that's going to break that tape is you. There's nobody else. There's no other competition. There's nobody that can win 
the race of your life. You will be the one whose chest will break the tape and will be declared the winner. So now the fun, exciting, entertaining, awesome thing that each of us gets to do is we get to be able to decide how great of a victory is that. And then challenge ourselves to up-level that beyond what that little voice behind our eyes says we can be. You are a rock star, absolutely. And on the stage of your life, you need to rock it like nobody else ever has or ever will again. Because you've already won you. We can look ahead and I can absolutely predict with 100% certainty that you will win at being you. You will be the one who completes your life and wins that race. So with the pressure of that off of you, now you can just simply thrive right where you are. Rock the stage of your life and be a thriving entrepreneur in everything and all that you do so that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt just how incredible you are and you can more than anything else make the difference that only you can make in the lives of the people that you were created to serve you were put on this earth with a purpose with a power and with a plan to just simply be you, to show up, to rock the stage of your life while it's called today, to be the best version of yourself in anything and everything that you do because at the end of the day, the person who's doing it is you. The winner is you. So as you step up today, to rock the stage of your life. Know that you are the winner, that you are a thriving entrepreneur, and then really, truly rock the stage of your own life. Now, to help us with this, we have a couple of really amazing guests, and they're going to take us through some things that are going to help you up-level like never before to be able to rock the stage of your life and live today as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Sly. Hey, Sly, do me a favor first and tell us how your name should be pronounced. Bonjour, everybody. It's a French name. My name is Sylvain Haché, but just call me Sly if you don't speak French. That's the easiest way to do it. I just wanted to hear you speak a little bit of French, actually. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. I mean, how I show up in the world, I try to get up every morning that Jimi Hendrix said. I mean, he, Jimi Hendrix once uh, was interviewed on TV and the people asked him, do you try to wake up every day? Do you try to do I wake up early? He said, well, I try to wake up every day. That's a good start. <laughs> Showing up in the world, basically, I come at it from a totally different angle than most people do. At first, it was a bit fuzzy. So I come from the show business, rock starism songs on the radio, performing, you know, being on stage type of lifestyle my whole life. At the age of three, I was, I set out to play on the radio because I wanted to play with the people that I could hear on the radio. So I was looking through the grill cloth and imagining mini musicians and I was trying to see them. Even at that age, I knew music had to be made by people. So I, I couldn't find it. So I know fast forward a bunch of years, I'm finally on the radio. I'm an award-winning, uh, you know, touring musicians and, and, and stuff like that. So this is done. And then there's a thing called COVID that hits and all shows get canceled. So there I am. I'm, you know, uh, I get a phone call from my agent. He says, well, all the shows are canceled. Let's put you, me and my girlfriend on a TV show. So, uh, you know, we, we can keep on rocking in the free world. And then while I'm coaching my girlfriend, she says, well, I'm coaching her on her camera presence because she was a bit shy at the moment. It was the first time she was doing like a pilot for TV. And she says to me, uh, well, you don't know what it is to be shy. So at that moment, Steve, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, 
well, I can't hit her, right? Because that's not polite. We So I'm uh, <laughs> just kind of mad a little bit. I'm thinking, well, my girlfriend knows I used to stutter like you see in the movies. I couldn't even string two words together. You know, you know, like when you see, you know, Steve, when you see like there's there's a movie and they pan to someone and it goes like, and then the scene cuts to something else and then they come back to the person and it says five minutes later, like I can't, couldn't even get a word out. So there I am with my girlfriend of 12 years living together and she had forgotten that I used to be shy, 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 couldn't even speak. So how I show up in the world is before teaching business people how to not suck on stage. For example, if I have a, a client who's like an author or a dentist or a chiropractor and they want to go out and speak on stage or in a platform or being interviewed by the kid himself right here, right on a radio show, but they're shy and self-conscious, well, I teach them how to not suck on stage or on camera. But before doing that, I used to teach musicians in French how to not suck on stage. So for me, it's just the same thing I used to do, but with a small twist of instead of having people, you know, play Hotel California or learn chords and stuff like that, well, it's easier for business people because you do not have to learn the name song. You can already speak. So I work with them, you know, with the body language, and the structuring of their ideas, basically to get out there and grow their business using public speaking or platforms, any platform that is one to many to multiply what I call the stage effect, if that answers your question. It absolutely does. So uh, did you sing cover tunes or do you actually have songs you've written yourself? I, I was thinking about this Three days ago, Steve, I was walking outside the house here and I find it a bit pretentious to call myself a rock star. And I always, for people who listen in the radio, I always put air quotes when I say rock star. Like the real rock stars were back in the 70s, okay? So Steve was talking about rock, you're like a hurricane, right? The scorpion days. These guys were true rock stars, like Led Zeppelin. I mean, Led Zeppelin's drummer died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, swallowing his own vomit in a rehearsal. Now that's a rock star. So now the term rock star gets thrown around pretty loosely. You know, like we have Janet in accounting as a rock star of accounting. So what, my whole thing is rock star presence secrets. And the, way I, the reason I chose that thing is because I come at it from the angle of rock starism. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's a bit pretentious to say that. But I mean, if we were in a room and people say, OK, raise your hand if you have a song on the radio that you played all the instruments on and sung. Well, I would have to raise my hand. And then if they would say, OK, raise your hand if you've toured internationally uh, playing multiple instruments. Well, I would have to raise my hand again playing cover songs. And then they would say, raise your hand if you've won awards, like, like, like on an album, like Revelation of the Year. Then I would have to raise my hand again. And they would say, well, raise your hand if you've been on, on, on an album that's, uh, that's won an award that's called Guitar Performance of the Year. Well, I would still would have to raise my hand again. So yes and no. So I've, you know, I've been playing the regular, the, the way this works is the same as in anything else. You know, you cut your teeth on learning for example, if one, someone wants to learn sales, they read the books, they learn the material, they study the Zig Ziglar's and all the guys, right? And if, you, if you're sophisticated, you go into Dan Kennedy territory and all my guys. And then at one point, you kind of transition to you having your own system. But before you get to write your own songs and, you know, do your own thing, you got to learn not only the scales, but how to use these things. They're playing cover songs. So, you know, I've been, I, I, I've, what I say is I've been playing from, Abba to Zappa. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, we can just musician geek out here the whole time, really. I mean, what what people who aren't in the industry don't understand is we have to sing cover songs in order to get people to endure the song that we wrote. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, true story. I'm in Canada. I don't know where everybody's listening. In Canada, here we've been on lockdown 13 months and a half at the time that this event happened. And we got curfews. And I mean, it's pretty bad around here for the COVID thing. 
And so there was no live shows. I haven't done a live show in 13 months and a half. And during soundcheck, where there's me, the bass player, and the drummer. And we're just jamming during the soundcheck, just not playing a song. For non-musicians, jamming is just like, you know, talking with your friends, just shooting the shit, but non-verbally. So we're just, you know, making it up as we go. And we're, I mean, I'm, we're having so much fun. We're not playing any song. And then we said, we had two nights sold out in a row at that particular event. And I told the guys, hey, man, I could do this for the two nights at, at all. And then one of them said, well, do you think we could sell out two nights doing this? <laughs> That's the thing. So as in music, as the same thing. So if you want to write a book or if you want to do a, a webinar to sell your book or if, if there's a pitch you need to be doing, same as in music. You don't necessarily play the music you want to play. You want to play the music people want to hear. So if you want to sell something, you don't speak about the points that you necessarily want to speak about. You speak to the pain points that your client has. Anybody here knows John Mayer? He says he structures his set like this. He says, okay, I play one for the audience, one for me. <laughs> one for the audience, one for me. And it's not the same type of songs. So musicians know what I mean by this. And maybe non-musicians or anybody else in any field, you, I don't know if you're a nuclear physicist, there's probably think things that nuclear physicists talk about that's really cool within them. But for the general population, like they don't care about that, you know, all this techno babble. They just want the money shots. So as musicians, be between me and you, I didn't even know you were a musician, Steve. That's pretty cool. So we could techno babble all day long. But at the end of the day, people listening in, they want the money shots. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to have a long conversation, not on the radio, about years ago when I, I'll say used to be a musician. I don't know whether I can count it or not anymore. <laughs> I sing to I sing to my dog now. <laughs> what what kind of dog do you have? She's a little Yorkie. She weighs all of about 10 pounds, um, but oh. she runs the house. <laughs> oh, 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 that these are troublemakers. It, it, is, is the Yorkies the one with, with like the hair that, that go below the belly, like little curl? Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh. that's the, that's the traditional cut. I actually keep her what they call puppy cut. So she's, you know, her hair is pretty short, but it's just because I don't want to pick up hair all over the place all the time. The puppy cut. So talk to us about being, uh, having a rock star presence or a rock star like presence. What is uh, some things that are involved in presenting yourself in your book, on stage, whatever, as, you know, with a rock star presence? They, let's, let's approach it like Homer approaches ice cream. He's got a three-layered approach, right? Three colors. First things first is what I call, the first layer is Mick Jaggerizing the messenger. So let's not take Steve because he's great at this already. Let's, uh, like the, the person that I help on my show, my podcast is named John. So let's help John. So John, for example, if he's not comfortable in his own skin, so that has nothing to do with the actual subject of the talk and nothing to do with where it is being presented, either on the Oprah show, the Steve Kidd show, or at the local Chamber of Commerce stage. If in his own skin, he's got issues around self-consciousness, being caved in, you know, shoulders hunched forward, negative inner dialogue, all that type of stuff. That is level one. And the reason why most people, most trainers, because when, when I got into this business, the first one, I was thinking to myself, oh, I didn't tell you that. I got to back up a little bit, Steve, tell you this. I was hired as a corporate entertainer for many, many years. Like big companies would hire me as the entertainer. And then they would, so I would be backstage with the CEO, the boss, the company, the VP, whatever it is, like, the, the main daddy or the main mommy, like the, the, the big cats. In the green room, these people have amazing presence. You know, they look at you and you can feel the confidence oozing out of them. And then I would watch them transform into little persons, walk into the stage and then deliver shitty speeches to their own employees. Resulting, you know, in no compliance and feeling bad about themselves and creating a negative feedback loop for them starting to resent next year's event already. So that's the first layer of just internal statism. 
And one of the processes that you experienced was in that area. Uh, thing I call people is, is the imposter syndrome crusher, which is lovely. So once we got that out of the way, then it moves on to, okay, well, what do you say now? So another reason people have, you know, non-rock star presence, non, you know, being as big as they could on stage is they don't know what to say. So if a person is really confident, yeah, I got this, but they're just winging it and they got no structure or worse yet, they have a script that they're reading. Well, then they can't put the full weight of their being and the full might of their power and convincing power into that message. So it comes across as iffy and a bit weird. And anything, if you're selling, if there's any hesitation or you're iffy about it, well, people start to not trust you as much. So that's level two. And level three of presence, which I rarely get to speak about. Thank you for the question, Steve. Level three, because my thing is rock star presence secrets, but there's a play on word of presence. I mean, presence in terms of mind share. Presence in terms of how much you are seen. I, uh, I, I have a concept I call uh, selective omnipresence. So as far as your ideal client is concerned, you are everywhere. Now, you could do this with, you know, targeting and retargeted paid ads and, you know, Google Tag Manager, stuff like that. But you can also do that organically. So as soon as you figure out, okay, here's my ideal clients. I work with... Uh, dentists, or I work with nurses, 45 and up, that are single moms. Well, okay, where do they hang out? Where are the, what event do they all go to? Which magazines do they all read? And so you go to everywhere that they look. So everywhere they turn, there you are with your book, with your conference, with your services, with your product, with your t-shirt, whatever it is. So the three layers of rock star presence are presence within you. At the core level, the core, the soul, the body, the mind, the physical, the body language, the whole, like the states, like the Jedi states that, that we, uh, you know, we did at the workshop, like the Jedi mind tricks. So internally, level two is the sounds and the things you say in the story and stuff like that, the structure of your presentation. And level three is where it's being presented, which what you want is everywhere as far as your ideal client is concerned. Mm, that is such good stuff. Um, I mean, I was spoiled because I got to be in a whole event with you on on Saturday this past week. But um, any one of them, really, is there an exercise that you could take the listeners through um, to help them be able to take the next level in their lives, whether it be learning how to go into that Jedi stage or talking to their inner leader in them or uh, can you take us through one of those in the next five, 10 minutes at the most? Let's do run right now. Most of my exercises are too dangerous for people who drive. So there's only one left. So most of my exercises, you end up in a deep trance, your eyes closed, and you feel feelings moving inside of you and you feel beliefs shifting and, you know, like perspectives moving around and recontextualizing past events that happens and brightening up your future and stuff like that that happened inside of you in a deep trance with your eyes closed. So if you're driving, that's a bad idea. So open your eyes now. So one of the processes that I teach uh, that is easy that you can listen to while driving is the best way I've found to totally reshape and switch back. I call it turning you know, your failures into superpowers. I call it the blind spot of greatness. So it's it's in the series of the imposter syndrome crusher. So here, let uh, let me give you uh, let me give the listener of this a name. Let's call let's speak to Sandra. So just for everybody, okay? Picture Sandra. She would love to write a book. She would love to get on stage, share a message with the world. She would love to get out there and have an impact. She's at a place in her life where the kids are of a certain age. She, she's got time. She's got some know-how. She knows her stuff. The time would be right. 
but there's a big but. And not a big butt as in a big butt, but a big butt as in a butt in front of her that prevents her from doing this and doing that. So Sandra could, but doesn't because of butts. So you're following me. So we let's work with Sandra. What we would do, me and you, the listener, if we were speaking, if we were tag teaming to help Sandra, we would make sure that all her past failures, instead of having them pull her back from where going where she wanted to go, if we would pull off a special trick, we could speak with her in a way that in her own mind, it would 180, boom, totally shift where because of all her past failures, now she can do this. Now, how do you pull off such a trick? Here's the formula. Let's forget about Sandra. It's just me and you now, and Steve is listening I've been coaching and training people since the age of 16. I started teaching tennis at 16 years old. So I'm used to um, finding five, six, seven, eight problems that have a common root, a common cause for that person. So the, if you come to me and say, well, I want to you know, speak on stage, but I'm shy and I want to write a book, but I don't know what to say, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of problems that you come up with. So... I help identify deeply what is an unconscious core problem that all these problems are nothing but, uh, how, how, what's the word in English? I'm looking for my world. Um, in, in English, the same thing, symptoms. See, all these problems you thought you have were nothing but symptoms of a deeper problem, an underlying issue that created all these symptoms that you thought were problems. So I was walking in the, in the woods uh, not too long ago, and it occurred to me, hey, wait a minute. What if we flip that around? So all these goals I have, I want to be this, I want to do that, I want to see this, I want to do that. All these goals I have, what if all these are not goals per se, but what if there are only manifestations of a deeper good thing? You got the switch there. That's the money shot. So instead of looking for deeper bad things, knowing that when you take care of that, all the uh, superficial bad things go away, let's start looking for deeper good things that when you take care of that, all the quote-unquote superficial good things happen in and of themselves. So start thinking about all your goals, dear listener, that every year they seem to come up for you. So every year, December 31st is, okay, this year is going to be the year. This is going to be it. And the goals that keep on coming up all the time, every, they've been there for 10 years. They're, they be, they're on your someday list. They're on your bucket list. They're, they're on, yeah, but I can't do this like right now. You don't even have a plan because it's too big. But all these dreams that keep on coming up. So just think about that while walking, while driving. Keep paying attention if you're driving. But just think to yourself, okay, what if all these goals were not goals for say, but manifestations of a deeper identity trying to come out of me? Just, you know, leaking through the cracks of a society-imposed sit in a cubicle for too long and crush your own dreams type of situation. Society tried to beat you down, but this thing is so emanating and oozing out of you that you see some rays of light bursting out through the seams, and you think these are goals out there that you will need to reach someday. But no, these are things that are already there, but are just, you know, oozing out through the cracks. Now, that makes a hell of a shift, doesn't it? That changes the whole perspective, puts your power back right in your lap. Okay, so now you start to think, okay, what is that thing? What is that thing inside of me that keeps on prompting me and popping these goals up, even though I got no plans to do them because they even scare me because they're too big? What is that thing? And then you start to go, okay. Well, maybe... I have all these goals because I am a fill-in-the-blank. Could this mean that I'm a 
fill in the blank. Or maybe I'm a fill in the blank. How would you call that identity? Another way of thinking about it is so if some people don't get it at first, what I haven't do is I haven't think, okay, let's say you have achieved all these secret goals you have for more than 10 years. Once you would have achieved all that, how would you be called? Well, I mean, easy. I'd be the boss. I'd be a leader. I'd be an author. I'd be a this. I'd be a that. Okay. Oh, well, like that. So however you get there is how you get there. Now, once you have this new, deeper identity, which I believe is closer to your real self, actually, than your previously smaller identity that wouldn't allow you to even pursue these goals, this identity, which is closer to your real self, makes these goals, in French, we say une évidence. In English, that would translate to, like, they would happen of their own accord. Like, not even cause and effect, but more like, well, it's just natural. It just, just happens because I am this, so therefore I do that. So once you got this thing, you do what my mind did while I was taking that walk. And this process I'm describing to you here happened in a flash of a second. Now you let your mind go back in time and find you all the proofs that, good Lord, is what I am actually. Oh, yeah, this time in kindergarten when this doesn't happen. I behave like that. Well, only a fill-in-the-blank behaves like that. Oh, yeah. And this time when in high school, when this and this and that. Oh, my Lord. This has been in my blind spot all along. And then there was this. Oh, when I had my first job, there was this and there was that. And then you let your mind go back and forth to the past and back to the future here, which is the present, to bring you a full recontextualization and a, a, a snapping division into place that it's been there all, all your life. You, it's not like you're trying to become something else. You already are that underneath everything that prevented you from being it. And that is closer to your real self. And since you've been blinded to it your whole life, because it was mainly unconscious, it is called your blind spot of greatness. Mm, that's so good. We could just spend the whole rest of the day going through things like that with you, slide. But I appreciate you doing that one with us. Um, for somebody who does want to go deeper, who does want to do more with you, how would they get in contact with you and work with you? What they can do is uh, they can go through Steve directly. You can ask to Steve, what was the name of the guy again that you interviewed? The guy with the blind spot thing. Steve can refute to me directly. Or you can type in rockstarpresencesecrets.com directly in Google and go to my site. And at the site, you can have this process that I just described to you for free. Uh, you, you, I think you type in on a free gift or you, or you just click on imposter syndrome. And there's also a quiz that you can take, which will you know, you answer four basic questions and it gives you a score of how you stack up against the competition in terms of you stepping on that stage and delivering a message, a product or a service that, you know, kicks butts and takes names. It's all such great stuff. I encourage you to go to Sly's site and uh, give us that site one more time, Sly. Rockstarpresencesecrets.com. Perfect. Well, Sly, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thanks you for having me. That was amazing. I hope every one of you will unleash your inner rock star. Step up on the stage that is your life and live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an 
author who's on a mission. Stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we help you take the stage as the rock star in your life that you are. But then the question becomes, okay, so now I believe in myself, but what happens when stuff comes up? What happens when I get stuck and I just don't know how to move forward anymore? And I know that there's more for me, but I'm just not sure how to get there. Well, number one, you do still need to embrace the fact that you are a rock star. But number two, a lot of times we need help. It's really hard to read the label on the jar that you're in. And so in order to be able to help us with that, I've got another great expert that I'm so looking forward to being able to bring to you so that you can learn how to powerfully get unstuck and get back up on the stage of your life so that you can rock the world the way that you're meant to. With that said, let's jump right into the next interview. Join me in welcoming Shiraz. Hey, Shiraz, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. I shift reality in the world, actually. So I work with entrepreneurs that have built their business up and it's going well, but then it just plateaus and they're stuck. And you can try, you've tried coaches, business coaches, you've tried doing promotions, you've tried uh, those fancy things, you, uh, shiny things you see on the internet that, oh, this will save it, this will save it, and nothing's working. And when all that isn't working, it's not what you're doing, it's what's going on inside you. And I help find out what that is, shift it, and suddenly everything changes. And I've had results in as little as five minutes, which is kind of cool. Wow. So results in as little as five minutes, there has to be a system behind that. Can you walk us through that here in the next five minutes? Or is that asking a little bit too much, just cold? <laughs> <laughs> you mean actually do it or, or just talk about how it works? Yeah, it work? no, actually do it. Actually do it. Okay, we'll, just, we'll start right off there. Okay, so I have a conversation with you, which we're already there. But what happens is I can tell when your conscious beliefs match your unconscious beliefs. And so whenever they don't, you're lying. And I don't care if you're lying to me. I care if you're lying to you. So for instance, let's say someone's business has plateaued and they come to me and I say, well, what's the goal? And he said, well, Shiraz, I want to double my income in the next year. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? You don't. That's a lie. And they're like, no, no, I actually want to do it. I said, no, I know you do consciously, but that's coming up as a lie. So let's find out why. And then we'll have a, a further conversation, go a little deeper and things will start to come out. So common things I've seen with clients is, well, if I double my income, that's double the work and I'm already working hard. And so unconsciously, it's like, no, not going there. It's too much work. Or if I have that much money, people will be saying, oh, could I borrow some? Could you invest in my company? You know, can you just give me money? And I don't want to have to deal with all those people. So the simplest solution for your unconscious is just not to have the money so that reality doesn't come to be. And there's reason after reason after reason people have for not taking their business to the level, not taking success to the, to, through a breakthrough experience. And it's all these little un, unconscious things that are keeping you safe, where you think 
it's keeping you stuck from where you want to be. It's actually keeping you exactly where you want to be. Mm. How does that apply to uh, trying to really clearly define your ideal client? So when you're trying to define your, un, your ideal client and part of you knows that getting that right and getting that message out there is gonna cause a big expansion in your business, but you have one of those fears, you're gonna just move around it. You're gonna bounce around. You're not gonna get clear so that you can't get to that next space. So where does the clarity come? I mean, is it just a matter of choosing or is there some type of a process to go from totally scattered to, yeah, that's absolutely it? So for the ideal client, are you talking about? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a few things that are involved. Number one is who do you actually want to work with? Who lights you up? Because a lot of times when people are talking about their ideal client, as much as they're saying, this is who I'd like to work with, the back of their mind is, this is how I can get paid. And that causes confusion in the brain, because sometimes you, you come up with this notion that your ideal client, there's, there's too few of them, or, or they don't exist at all, or there's no way you can connect with them. So you've got to just try to make sure you connect in some way to someone. And the whole thing that I've found after working with so many people is it doesn't matter what you do, what you believe, what you sell, someone wants it. <laughs> There's always someone that wants it. Mm. So why is it then that we end up, and whether you're talking about ideal client or focus on your business either way, uh, trying to just not exclude people and you know you want to reach everybody kind of a message well there's a saying that is when you try to reach everyone you reach no one because when people are listening to what you have to say they're looking for that piece of connection and they're they're looking for that moment where you're like we're like oh my god yes i need to work with you there's certain things like certain products i've seen out there where it was literally me saying, take my money, take my money now. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. And uh, then there's other things that are more general. And I'm like, yeah, I can see how that could be needed, but I don't know if that's something for me right now. And it's a matter of getting to that space, whether you're selling a product or whether you're giving a service. There have, you know, there's been oftentimes with me that people just, they just heard what I had to say and they're like, where do I sign up? But then there's other people that are like, yeah, totally not for me. And I'm like, that's good because you're not my ideal client. You did not resonate with that message. So I know we wouldn't be able to work together anyway. And it's that letting go part. Are you willing to let go of the people that don't resonate with you? Because if you're not, you're just going to, you're not going to get clear on your message. You're, you're going to be in this sort of push energy to push your sales out rather than just be in a space of, hey, this is what I do. Who wants to work with me? And then those people just start pulling themselves into your world. That's so interesting. It, it, it's really fun because I actually went through that process this morning. Okay. <laughs> Talk about timing. You know, I just, I'm in the midst of writing my next book and um, I was pushing the reader, you know, who is this book for? Mm -hmm. um, because it, it sounds good on paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I had to finally this morning come to realize that that's what I was doing was not reaching the person that I resonate, res, uh, can't say that word, <laughs> resonate <laughs> with rather trying to push for something that seems like it would be easier. Yeah. And I was there too. You know, I was, you know, when, especially when you're first starting the business, you're like, where am I going to, where am I going to get the clients? I got to just try and get the message to as many people as possible. But now I'm at a position where I've actually fired a few clients. I'm like, I, I'm not enjoying this. And I, I, I want you to get help, but what we're doing isn't working and we're not getting the results. I know you could be getting, so you need to work with someone else. And it's interesting because when you're in that space, it actually causes other people to start showing up now, sort of to replace those clients that aren't ideal, the ideal ones come in. And so as, as soon as I got rid of the, the clients I didn't like, other people just came in. And it was, it was crazy. It, was, it resulted in actually my best month 
last month in my business because I, I just shaved off some people. You know, you just terrified a few people that they're never <laughs> going to make another dime because of, you know, firing <laughs> a client, right? <laughs> well, the other thing is, if you're working with clients you're not enjoying working with, it's going to affect your your yourself and your business. And if you're in this complete place of jo of joy in your business, just loving your clients, uh, loving what your products have to offer, being being anxious to get into the business and start working each day, that's going to affect you, but that's going to bring in more success. Mm. I know a lot of people would love to have that feeling again of being anxious to get into work and do the thing. Um, what do you say to the person who says, yeah, but after a while it just becomes work. Um, can they still refine that joy even after you know, they've been five, 10, 15 years doing the same thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's another, it's a belief. It's a story people have that after a while, it just becomes the job. And whenever it starts to just become the job for me, I do one of two things. Number one is I replace myself with someone else. So I find someone to do that in my job so I can have more free time or, or expand or I, I change the job. I create a new program. I do things a different way. I say, how can I make this interesting? How can I make this spark uh, ignite again? And so I have that joy in my business. Because again, while we want to make money, I mean, everyone, that's why you're in business. You want to make money. The whole point of having your own business is to have freedom, have joy, do what you love. And if you're not doing that, you need to change your business. Mm. Well, I think the other people that we didn't trigger last time, we just triggered them this time. <laughs> um, how do you know when maybe it's time to let go? Like, hey, you know, it's time to move on from that business. If you're miserable all the time. And when I say change your business, I don't, I don't mean you have to change your entire business, but you could go from coaching one-on-one -on -one if you've got a coaching business to do group coaching. Or the other way around, if you were group coaching and you're like, I'm tired of working with all these people, but I love working with these individuals, you can have a, a higher priced uh, boutique coaching business and work with those people that you love to work with. It, you just have to look at how can I adjust my business? Or if you are miserable day after day, month after month, maybe that's not the business for you. I always go by what makes me happy. And that's a scary place for a lot of entrepreneurs because a lot of people think what makes me money. But I've found more and more each day, what makes me happy tends to make me money. Mm. Say that again. What makes me happy tends to make me money. Exactly. Ooh. Wow. We could do, we could do a whole hour just on that. So <laughs> what's the secret? I mean, tell me how you got from a place where you were worried about it to where you were willing to allow yourself to accept happiness in your work. It is that getting to this place of letting go and taking a chance. Like when the first time I fired a client, oh, you know, it was uncomfortable, right? It was just like, are you really going to do this? You're getting steady income from this person. But when it was done, I felt lighter. It just felt better. And so you've got to go through that fear factor. You've got to go through that, that place where you think there's going to be all this stress. And the other thing I've noticed is that when you think about what you have to do, oftentimes you think there's going to be like, well, say a measurement, like a hundred units of stress that you have to go through to get to the other side of it. And so instead of going through that hundred units of stress, because that's just too much, you just go into this place where you've only got like five units of stress constantly because you haven't actually made that decision to change it. And so it just weighs on you a little bit but it's that five units. And so it, the thing you don't realize is that if you go through that hundred units of stress, it's over in that a period of time, but the five units just keeps going on forever and ever and ever until you go through that hundred. So it actually becomes more cumulative, cumulatively than that hundred units of stress. And then the second thing is that hundred units of stress is usually perceived stress. 
So it may not be 100, it may only be 50, it may only be 10 once you actually take the step and go through it, but you're in resistance to the imaginary 100 units and that's what keeps you stuck. It really does all boil down to what our mind can believe and conceive it will achieve or vice versa. I don't think we say the vice versa of that one enough, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of, like almost all of my business is what it's not wanting to conceive of. So a lot of coaches take you like, what's your why? You need a powerful why. And that's going to cause you to have results. That's going to cause you to have success. My focus is mostly on your why nots. I just start ripping out all your why nots. And when you have no more why nots, you're automatically in a why. And when you have no more why nots, there's no resistance. You just move naturally, eagerly into the why without having to force yourself to get into that why. Wow. So we end up burying ourselves in all the reasons that we think won't work without trying anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow, now I understand why you call it breaking through the success barrier. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and sometimes the barrier doesn't even, it, it doesn't exist or it's not that thick and you just made it seem that way. It's, it's neat when you see someone have this realization and a shift and all of a sudden their entire business can change and they realize, oh my God, that everything I've been fighting against has been in my head. So what kind of people, since uh, we don't want you to have to fire any clients, um, <laughs> what kind of people are the people that are listening would, uh, would be your ideal client? My ideal clients are business owners who have got their business to a certain level and you know, things aren't horrible, you're not struggling, but it's just plateaued. And you can't figure out why you can't break through that next level of success. So you have tried coaches, you have tried promotions, you have bought all this stuff off the internet that says this is what's going to do it and it's not working. And when that happens, it's not what you're doing. It's what's going on inside you. And I'm the guy that can sort of figure out what that is. Not even sort of, I will figure out what that is. I will make you aware of it. And then together we can change it. And when it changes, as I said, you know, sometimes it's layer after layer after layer. So it takes a few months for those big changes to show up, but I've had it in as little as five minutes for a person went to uh, she felt the shift in the five minutes. And by the next week, she, her business was doing 50% more in sales. So what is something that a person could do? What would be one thing they could start doing right now um, that would help them begin to step towards that shift? You have to look at what's on the other side of the success, right? As much as people say, well, if I do that, then I'll have all this free time or I'll have the money to buy the things I want or I'll finally feel like I, I am a success. You got to go a little further. And is it I'll be working a lot harder or, you know, or I have to give money away to people I don't want to or I have to be responsible for all these employees or, or all, because I'm going to be way more visible. This is a very common one there's gonna be a lot more judgment. And I hate when people judge me and I have to make sure I only get the right judgment from people. And all that is underneath. And you're not looking at it because you're, you're saying, well, what's keeping me from having success? This should be working. I know what I'm doing. Why am I not getting results? Well, all those little reasons are why you're not getting results. And until you step inside and look at them, you're gonna take the same action and keep getting the same result. But the weird thing is you shift one belief, you can take the exact same action and get a completely different result. Mm. So for a person that wants to go deeper with you, how do they get in contact with you? The easiest way is to go to shirazshifts.com, as in Shiraz Shifts for Reality. And okay. yeah, and then that's it. Perfect. Well, I hope a bunch of people will jump in with you. I really appreciate getting a few minutes here to talk about what you do and 
how amazing you are in the world. Um, you know, I was blessed to get to be in a couple of events with you here those last couple of weeks. And um, it's really cool to get to talk with you in person. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Oh man, that's good stuff. I hope you really feel up-leveled, that you've gotten some insight, and of course you know now where to go to, to get unstuck, so that you can take the stage. You are a rock star in your life. You are the one who is meant to do great things in this world. And I know you're already doing amazing stuff, but sometimes you need somebody to speak into your life, to override that message in your head, and remind you just how amazing and how incredible you are. You are such a rock star. You are so amazing at what you do. And I want to thank you on behalf of the whole of the universe for you taking place at being you. I mean, that's really the best way I can think of to put it is that you are just really amazing doing the thing that you are meant to do in this world. I, I'm so impressed and I love seeing it when you just show up. And all we need to do, you know, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow may never get here. All we've got to do is just show up today. Just be the best version of ourselves today. Let tomorrow take care of itself. You know, make amends for, apologize for anything in the past that needs to be taken care of, but then rock the stage of your life as you show up in your world. The world needs you. It's so important that you do it, and I am grateful for each and every one of you when you listen uh, and you really be just who you are in this world because that's more than enough. That is so incredible. You've probably heard the background for the commercial that always runs during the show, and I want you to really take to heart that you are enough. You are more than enough, and you do have a message to share with this world. It's powerful. It's incredible. It's going to rock their world, and it happens just by you simply being you. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. There are so many people you're going to serve. But I'm going to make it really easy for you. Just focus on today. And on that one person that you were meant to serve today. Do good in this world. Be the best you that you can be while it's called today for just that one person. Don't worry about taking on the whole world or curing cancer or any big, huge things like that. Just worry about, and don't even really worry, just show up. Rock the stage of your life being you and making the difference in the person's life that you're gonna make the difference in this week. I am so excited to hear and you know always I love it when you hashtag thriving entrepreneur on social media and let me know the great things that are happening in your life as you show up and show out for the world thank you for doing that I hope until we're together again next time that you're happy safe warm and loved that you know you are a rock star on the stage of your life and that you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.